When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Mark Zafoulis, he's a high-performance tennis coach and co-founder of The Tennis Menu. He joins me to talk day two of the Australian Open. Welcome to the show, Mark. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for the uh, time today, mate. It's great to catch up with you. Uh, how have you found the action from the first two days of the Open? Oh, look, it's great to have the tennis back, isn't it? And, and, you know, the whole Australian Open has been probably covered more by Novak Djokovic's <laughs> scenario than anything else. So it's good to, to finally have tennis on our screens. And there's been some incredible matches. So really, really good to see that. And, and great to see the crowds. I mean, that's the one thing we've all missed in the last few years. So Really great to see the crowds back in at, at uh, Melbourne Park and, and they've been going a bit crazy uh, this evening actually watching Nick Kyrgios, which has been great to watch. It's been uh, yeah, fun on court and off. Uh, we'll start with Sam Stosa. She battled another wild card in the USA's Robin Anderson. Sam moves through to the second round at the Australian Open for the 12th time in 20 attempts. In three sets this one, uh, Sam sent down 12 aces as well to get over the line. Yeah, it was good to see Sam get through. She's obviously struggled in singles over the past few years and has said that this will be her last Australian Open in singles. So it was great to see her get through. She lost the first set, but battled really well. And, you know, in front of her home crowd, it was nothing better than to see her actually, you know, come through with a good. So good on good on Sam. And, you know, it was really good to see actually her playing some of her best tennis too in those, those second and third sets. So, you know, she was dominating with the forehand big serve. And um, the conditions were, even though not hot, it was quite fast out on... Um, on court three out there. So it was, it was it was flying through the air and it sort of suited Sam's game. So really good to see her get the win and, and get through to the second round. Madison Inglis uh, clashed with Canada's Layla Fernandez, who has a singles rank of 24. And this, I think, might be as good as her performance as Alec Vukic on day one. A straight sets win for the West Aussie, 6-4, 6-2. Amazing scenes. Yeah, it was actually awesome. I sat out there and watched the the second set of that and, you know, Layla Fernandez really looks a shadow of the player she was um, when she made the final of the U.S. Open. And but to Maddie's, uh, to Maddie's credit, she just kept fighting and kept putting the ball on the court. It was really blustery, really windy at the time she played. So for her to be able to play with bigger margins and keep a lot of balls in the court, Fernandez just could not keep the ball in play. And actually, sitting in the uh, the old change rooms and around the around the arena, I saw Fernandez and her team walk in, and they were really dejected. They came here expecting some big things and. She's going home early, and great to see Inglis get the win. Christopher O'Connell uh, was looking to do the country proud versus Francis Hugo Gaston, and he certainly did in a four-setter. After leading two sets to love, he roared home 6-1 in the fourth. Yeah, it was really good to see O'Connell get through. He's one of the, the journeymen of Australian tennis, and you know he got the first set 7-6. It looked like it was going to be a really, really tight match. He then won the second 6-love really quickly, and um, Gaston looked like he was going to go away, but he fought back in the third but uh, yeah, to, to Chris's uh, you know credit, he hung in there, and you know it's good to see these young guys, including you mentioned Vukic before. But to get to this point where you know they get they get to that next round, you know the next round is an extra forty or fifty thousand dollars in their pocket, and 
it may set him up for the entire year, which is which is awesome. I think it's one hundred and twenty or one hundred thirty thousand dollars for a second round, even you know if he loses this match. So you know, really exciting for Chris O'Connell and, and Alex Bukic, who you did mention earlier. And hopefully these guys can continue on and ride the wave of momentum. And hopefully this really sets them up for the rest of the year. Day one, we had the uh, Australian heartbreak of Tanisai like Kokonakis. Today, it feels like Storm Sanders in her match versus the second seed, Ariana Sabalenka from Belarus. Uh, we were up and about in the office with so the first set going Storm's way, 7-5, but the quality of Sabalenka shined through late with a 6-3, 6-2 in the second and third sets as we saw the second seed prevail. Yeah, look, I think Sabalenka, I mean, I've, I've been watching her over the last two weeks and she's really struggled. She's been averaging about 20 double faults per game. So one of the biggest things for her was to get her serve right. She really started poorly. I think she served five or six double faults in the first set. Storm played really well, got on top of her early. But it was good to see actually the ability of Sabalenka to settle in just a little bit. And the world number two, obviously, you know, we want to see our best players continue on in the Grand Slams. And even though Storm's an Aussie and a great West Australian, it was really good to see Sabalenka find a little bit of form and, you know, made it a really good match. And Storm was out there. She gave it her all, as she does all the time. She wears a heart on her sleeve. She's one of the most beautiful people on the, on the tour and unfortunately just could not get over the line in the end. And Sabalenka gets through to the second round. But, um, you know, Storm was a fantastic uh, contributor on the tennis court today, and she was fighting fighting like a true Aussie did. Alex Dimonor, the 32nd seed, he meets a tough young Italian in Lorenzo Massetti, and he has to dig it out from a set down before rampaging home across the second, third, and fourth set. But a great win to uh, start open his tournament. Yeah, well, Massetti's a really challenging player to play. He uh, He's taken Novak Djokovic to five sets only last year, and you know, he did lose the first set, Alex Dimonor, and it did look a little bit ordinary. He looked a bit flat going out into that match, and Mercedes looked like he was he was ready to play, but um, yeah, he did find his straps in that second, third, and fourth set, obviously only losing six games in those three sets. So really good to see Dimonor get off to a good start. You know, he's obviously a re- really good Aussie battler. He'll keep, he'll keep fighting. He'll keep himself in the points. And, you know, to, to watch him live, which I, I did, his, his feet are so quick, so... <laughs> You know, he's one of those players that's going to cover the court and he's just like a gazelle. He just gets across the court so quickly. So I love watching Alex Dimonor and um, he's obviously the modern day late Hewitt. So, you know, awesome to watch him get through today. Uh, Nick, the king, Kyrgios, clashes with British qualifier <laughs> Liam Brody and wowee, what a return to court. I always get ahead of myself with Kyrgios. I get caught up in the hype, but he blasted <laughs> his way through uh, this straight sets win, respectfully, over a qualifier. Well, it wasn't without a bit of fun, was it? He hits uh, a tweener, a tweener serve underarm through the legs and wins the point. So, you know, Nick Kyrgios will never disappoint on the tennis court. And a few friends of mine who have no idea about the game actually said to me, I can't wait to watch him. I don't know what he's going to bring. And exactly right. We just don't know what Nick Kyrgios will ever bring on that tennis court. But um, today was great. He walked out there in his um, basketball attire, pretty much, and looking like he was LeBron James instead of Nick Kyrgios. And, um, bombing down some serves out on his favourite court out there on the old high sense arena, um, John Kane Arena now it's called, and it was just fantastic to watch him, you know, getting back after having COVID over the last few weeks and, and actually find a little bit of form. So, um, yeah, he's got a, a bit of a battle on his hands in the next round, but I think he's going to be, um, you know, obviously entertaining to watch. It feels like the common theme for Aussies at the Australian Open quite often is that opportunity knocks for Aussies in their home Open, but you've got to open the door. And today we saw Jordan Thompson against uh, the United States' Steve Johnson, two sets to one up before he lost the fourth and fifth, uh, 6-3 to bow out in the first round. 
Yeah, obviously Jordan's another one of those in the similar boat to Alex Demonor. He'll cover the court really well, keep a lot of balls in play, and he'll fight till, till the death. And, you know, he really did that today and obviously lost in five sets. The crowd out on show court three, I was watching a match of uh, of mine a few courts away, but he the court was just rumbling the whole, whole match. And uh, he gave it his all and uh, definitely... Didn't go down without a fight. So, you know, unlucky for Jordan, but, um, you know, he, he really did put up a good show and he always does. And that's, uh, and that's why he's been in the Davis Cup team and, and been part of, you know, Australia's ATP Cup as well in the past. And, uh, you know, he's a, a fantastic contributor to Australian tennis. Perth's Astra Sharma felt like uh, she was a big chance versus Denmark's Clara Torsen, but the Dane has blasted Astra off the court in straight sets, unfortunately. Yeah, Torsen's a, an interesting one. I was actually talking about her earlier with a friend of mine, and she's she's really come out of nowhere and, and looks like she's going to be a player of the future. She's now ranked 41. She's gone from 80 last year. Um, she's dropping really quickly. She's a player to watch. So, um, unfortunately, yeah, for Astra, it was, a, it was a tough match for her to play, um, but Torsen's a, a player of the future. So, you know, there's no doubt she'll be in the top 20, possibly even the top 10 within the next 12 to 18 months. And, um, it was a tough draw, even though it doesn't look like it on paper, but Torsen is a, a challenging competitor. Astra Sharma obviously coming off a couple of good years now and really starting to establish herself on the tour. And, you know, I thought her big serve on the Australian Open fast surface with the hot air might have been good enough, but uh, not today. Torsen was too good. Yeah, well, uh, I was talking the other day with uh, Val Febo, I think, about the stitch-up that uh, the Australian women have had from the draw. And uh, we saw that a little bit more with Priscilla Hon as well. She had to take on Maketa Vondorosova, the 31st seed. Priscilla, most definitely up against it, uh, going down 2-6-3-6 in just over an hour. Yeah, another one that, you know, obviously um, struggled and had a really tough draw um, out on the court. But, you know, Priscilla's a, a good player of the future as well. You know, she's, she's starting to find her feet at the level she's she's taken a little bit of time she's just around the 200 mark in the world and at 23 so the next couple of years for her are going to be really important so most female players peak around the 25 26 mark she's getting to that point she's around the 200 mark now hopefully she can capitalize on 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 some good tennis she played today didn't get the win but obviously uh, hopefully can push that forward into a really good 2022 Alex Bolt, a wild card. He met another robustly named Spaniard in Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Unfortunately, a straight sets lost against a great player who's set for a tasty round two clash with uh, Canada's Felix Olga Alassami. Yeah, that's another one. Bolty obviously got the wild card in and, um, you know, thought of thought he could do some really good things. He's done some good things at Melbourne Park before at the Australian Open. Um, Davidovich Fokina is a, is a good player. He's a He's starting to come on onto the tour and do really well. He's 50 in the world at 22 years of age, so he's no slouch. So he's a he's a really challenging competitor. Bolty just didn't have enough firepower today to to take Davidovich Fakina, but um, he's another one to watch. And I know it's a Val Febo favourite. The name Davidovich Fakina, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that name. He'll be around for a long time to come. <laughs> Andy Murray, he's had back to back matches against Karatsev and now Bashavili as well. Uh, two blokes who tested out his wheels. Uh, Andy prevails in five sets today, and I believe he faces your boy Taro Daniel from uh, Japan in the next round as well. He does, and uh, yeah, I was watching that match with a uh, little bit of interest uh, this <laughs> afternoon, and um, it was good to see the match go to five. Put it that way, I think having Andy Murray play a five set match is better than Andy Murray fresh off a of three setter. So. Um, yeah, he was he was really good. It was a great match to watch. You know, Basilis Philly played him last week. It was another good match they played in Adelaide. And um, to see, you know, Andy Murray come back to his best is, is good. Just hopefully he doesn't bring that in his next round against Taro Daniel. Taro's a, 
uh, a man that we're working with, a Japanese player, and he's come through qualifying when he's three rounds of qualifying, one today again, um, and we'll play Andy Murray in the second round on Thursday. So that'll be a really mouthwatering battle. Just hope it's uh, not too long out there in the sun and we can, we can get out of there pretty quickly. A great win today by Taro as well. Seven six six one six one over uh, Chile's Thomas Barrios Vera. Uh, how's he uh, yeah, been getting into his work? As you said, getting through qualifying to uh, get into the start of the Open. Yeah, really good. Uh, today was a challenge. I mean, the first set he was six all, and they got to the tiebreak. He was five one down in the tiebreaker and reeled off six points in a row, and then won the next two sets one and one. So um, he got on a bit of a roll after that tiebreak. Um, his opponent. Fell away a little bit after the tiebreaker. Felt a bit down about being up and losing it. But um, Taro's been outstanding. His three matches in qualifying were, were flawless. He played amazing tennis. Um, really starting to play some aggressive tennis. He's normally a, a counter-punching baseliner, but now he's turned himself into a bit more of an aggressive baseliner, using his forehand really well, being aggressive. Um, and hopefully he can bring that to Andy Murray. He's going to need to. Andy's obviously one of the world's best counter-punchers. So you can't sort of stay in the rally and just, Hold him to that for the entire match. You're going to have to take it to him. So, you know, Taro's got his work cut out, but um, we're looking forward to the challenge and looking forward to riding the waves a little bit longer. Just uh, finish up on a couple of Aussies and their hopes on day three. Uh, Ash Barty was as dominant as you can get on day one with a 6-1-6 love win. Uh, so she grabs a bag and the keys in 54 minutes to start the party. Is there any problems in her next round match uh, against Italy's uh, Lucia Bronzetti coming up? Oh, you'd hope not. I think Ash is uh, obviously a mature player now, world number one for the last three years, playing some really good tennis. She comes in fresh after taking the week off prior to the Australian Open after winning in Adelaide. So I think it's going to be a really interesting match for her. I thought she'd have a little bit more trouble in her first round against uh, Tsurenko, but she got through that quite comfortably. So she should get through this match uh, against the qualifying Italian, but... um, you just never know. I mean, this is a really challenging time for a lot of players and coming off, you know, short, shortened free seasons and uh, there's a lot of injured players in the locker room, which is quite an interesting uh, thing to see when you see a lot of players hobbling around and not sure whether they're going to play or not and players pulling out and a lot of lucky losers getting in. You just never know, but uh, we hope Ash Barty will get the chocolates in that one. Following on the uh, You Just Never Know, Johnny Millman, he's up against the third seed, Alexander Zverev, in the afternoon tomorrow. Uh, can we get our hopes up a little bit for uh, Johnny's hopes? Oh, I really hope I hope so. <laughs> I think I've got, I've got my fingers crossed for that one. I think Zverev, he's one of the favourites for me going into this tournament with uh, Djokovic out. I think either Zverev or, or Medvedev are the two players to beat on the men's side of the draw. And But you know what? Johnny Millman will give it everything he's got, and that's that's what we love about Johnny. He'll get out there, he'll have a crack, he'll keep the ball in play. He'll make Zverev earn it, and he'll keep him out there as long as he can. But, you know, I think Zverev might be too good in that match. Mark, thank you so much for your time and expertise on the overnight crowd. Uh, Enjoy the tennis. I will do. Thanks for having me once again. That's Mark Safoulis, high-performance tennis coach and co-founder of the Tennis Menu, joining me on the Overnight Crowd to talk day two from the Australian Open. So as you heard there from uh, Mark, we're also on the Japanese player, Taro Daniel, who, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for him, uh, does meet Andy Murray in the second round. So uh, Taro with a great win today over Chile's uh, Thomas Barrios Vera, 7-6, 6-1, 6-1, and Andy Murray getting through in five sets today over Nicholas Bashevil.
Healy as well. So plenty going on from the Australian Open. Let us know your thoughts from another fantastic day of action so far. We're just into day two. We still have the majority of the two weeks still upcoming. Let us know who you've been loving and uh, who you're looking forward to playing on day three of this tournament as well. On the overnight crowd, the text line number is 0433-98-1116 or plenty of time to hear your voices. one 736 736 It's the overnight crowd on SEN and we'll be right back just after this. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.